morning I am here with Miss Sherry Pavarne and uh, Sherry are you ready? I am. Okay. Uh, so I learned that you're a double immigrant first to Australia and to the US. Could you please tell me whether it was by your own choice or was it by your was it, or was it your family's choice? So my first um, immigration, um, I was 15 years old, so that was by my parents' choice. We left Iran when the country was at war, um, and my parents felt that it was best for themselves and the family, including myself and my brother, to go to another country where there would be opportunities for us to get a better education, better jobs. So the first immigration happened in 1986. We moved to Australia from Iran. That's where I went to, uh, sorry, from Iran to Australia. So I, I was in Australia for a few years. I went through high school. I went through a college education. I started my first job. I got married. Um, and then my husband and I decided for an even better life, we felt that California was a better fit for us. So the second time, uh, we moved for uh, employment reasons, and that was by my choice. Uh, and what was your first job in Australia and in the U.S.? So in Australia, my very first job, um, I was still in high school, and I needed to find a job um, that I could still continue to go to school during the week, but on the weekends, I needed the extra cash um, to be able to, to get through uh, school and to save up for college. So I worked for um, a small uh, clothing store, uh, right by my house, um, so I was there for a little bit, and that was my first job um, as, as a sales assistant. Um, were your two jobs related by any chance, and was did your first job in Australia affect what you what, what your first job was in the U.S.? No, so my first job in the U.S. was many years later. It was like twenty-something years later when I actually moved to California, and I was in the field of IT when I moved in moved to California. Um, I can say I, the two jobs were not related, but I learned so much from my first experience that maybe helped me in, in my other jobs. And one of them was being able to be on time when you go to work, being able to deliver the things that your manager needs you to complete. So those are things that I learned in my first job that definitely helped me throughout my career as well. And I learned that you are a CIO in the Honest Company. Could you please explain, like, generally what a CIO does every day? Sure. So, as a CIO, um, I'm responsible for everything um, under the umbrella of technology um, for the company. So, that includes any hardware, software, um, any integrations, any type of uh, technology product I'm in charge of, including the people that manage it. So, I manage a team of about uh, 30 people. And each department within my department are responsible for the different areas of the company uh, to help the company with any technology needs. And I'm sure you also didn't know what a CIO is when you're young. What caused you to be, want to become a CIO? That's a very good question. Yeah, I had no idea what a CIO was because when I first started my, uh, my first IT job, I started as a business analyst. And my job was to work with the different business units. And at the time, I worked for IBM. And I worked with the, the finance department. And they told me, 
what are the things they need from the system, what are some of the changes that they want to make. So my job there was very transactional, um, but as I grew within the, the technology world, I realized that management was really my passion. I wanted to help other people, I wanted to grow into being uh, more responsible for much larger projects. So there was a very big difference between you know, being a business analyst and all the way up to the CIO. So it's been a very long path. So uh, as a CIO, you, you interact with lots of people every day. What do you think is like the most important lesson you learned this past month from like your job? So I, I believe that no matter what position you have or what role you play in a company, there's always something to learn. Um, the things that I've learned in the last month or so is the interactions with different people. So if I interact with a person on my team a certain way, that doesn't necessarily mean that the next person will understand and, and react the same way. So an example is... Um, I have a, a person in my department, he's a project manager, but he's very black and white. Everything is very straight to the, to the point. He follows a schedule, and anything that interrupts that process, it just throws him off. He doesn't know how to handle it. So he gets very defensive in meetings. He becomes almost um, rude sometimes because he feels that he has to have something and he has to have it now. So my coaching to him is that he needs to be flexible, he needs to work with users, he needs to understand why there are changes. So these are the things that I have to coach people and every person is going to be different because every person learns differently. Does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. And um, so interacting with so many people, like no one is perfect. So what do you think is the decision you least like or the worst decision you've made in your job the past year? Wow, that's a difficult question. Worst decision? Um, I don't know. I think maybe um, I am sometimes too hard on myself. I feel like I, I hold myself at very high standards. And because of that, I lose sight of things that could be a lot simpler. So I make things a little bit more complicated for myself because I think I have to be perfect. I have to do this. When sometimes it's really a lot simpler than than what I think it is. So I've made decisions where it might, might have been an easier decision by just taking it a little easier and not being so hard on myself. And is there any remedy you made afterwards? Yes, I think by looking at it from a different lens. Sometimes we get so laser focused on something that we don't see our surroundings. It's sometimes good to take a step back and look at it from an, a higher view and see it from other people's perspective, because everybody has a different view on the situation. And aside from work, you are also a longtime volunteer in advancing women in technology. What do you think is, how like do you think you benefited most from the experience of being a part of AWT? So with advancing women in technology, that's, that's one of my passions because I feel like when I was growing up in the world of technology, I never really had a mentor or somebody that could guide me through the different challenges that I would face. So at being part of AWT has enabled me to work with the younger girls, guide them. Um, you know, I sat through different interviews where they asked me questions, oh, how do I change jobs or what do I do with my resume or 
um, how do I apply for a certain job? And I think as women, we take a very different view on interviews um, or asking for more money. These are things that women typically don't do. Um, so I've, I've tried to encourage and help younger women to navigate around those different difficult situations. Speaking of which, what is your dream job as a child? Oh my goodness, as a child? Um, I think I wanted to be a dentist. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason it was very fascinating for me that I wanted to be a dentist. But then once I got into the world of technology, um, I lost interest, so I chose not to take that path. And if you could go back in time, what would be the one mistake that you would fix? One mistake that I would fix, um, I don't know, I think maybe there were certain jobs that I took that maybe if I hadn't taken them, uh, maybe my career path would be different, even though I've learned so much from them. But I always like to reflect and look back and say, well, maybe maybe if I had, if I had chosen a different job, maybe I would have had a different path. But at the end of the day, I'm happy where I am. I can't say I'm not successful. I can't say I'm not happy. But... There are certain jobs that I wish maybe I had taken a different path and, and done something different. And are there any mistake? Are there any mistakes that you think you made at the time, but after you look back on it, you did you realize that it wasn't as bad as you thought it was? I've made a lot of mistakes, um, and sure, looking at it now through a lens of you know where I am today, sure, maybe it wasn't a big deal, but at the time, it was a very big deal to me. Like I said, I keep, I hold myself. Um, at very high standards and for something to fail or for me to make a mistake um, it was hard for me but one thing I did learn is that I own up to my mistakes I don't ever try to um, dismiss it or say that no I didn't make a mistake I'll accept it I'll take ownership of it and I'll make plans to fix it moving forward so that's one thing that I've absolutely learned is you you everybody's gonna make a mistake it's just part of being a, a, a human being but you figure out how to make sure you just don't do it again. And that's what I tell my team members all the time is, it's okay if you make a mistake, just make sure you don't do it again, but learn from those mistakes and just do it better next time. And I'm sure there's also obstacles in your job. And what do you think is the biggest obstacle you faced in the past year and how did you overcome it? So there's always going to be obstacles um, on a daily basis. There are, I have timelines, I have deadlines that I have to meet, and not everything goes as planned. Um, like, for example, next week I have a presentation that I have to present to the entire company, um, and I've been wanting to work on my presentation, but I just haven't had a chance because I had issues with some employees, I had issues with some of the, um, the technology that we have at work. So... Challenge or challenges are always going to be there. We just have to learn how to navigate around them and, and do the best that you can. And what do you, what do you think that well, you know two languages, English and Farsi? Do you think that Farsi benefited you a lot by any situation? Not really. Unfortunately, Farsi isn't a, a language that's spoken or in the workplace. So. No, it really hasn't helped me. Um, 
But I guess, I mean, it's good to know different languages. It, it opens your mind to, uh, to being able to understand different cultures. I think if I just knew one language and one culture, I wouldn't be where I am today. So understanding the different cultures, understanding different languages has been very helpful to me. But yeah, the Farsi itself, not so much. <laughs> Nevertheless, you are still pretty successful today. And how did you think is the biggest factor in becoming who you are today? Um, I think pushing forward and never giving up. Um, one of the things that I've learned throughout my career is, like you asked previously, is are these obstacles. So it's very easy for people to see these obstacles as things that would hold you back. Um, but I saw those obstacles as, as a learning mechanism for me. So I use those to just push harder, um, keep going, never stop, learn from your mistakes, um, and not let anything get in your way. If you're passionate about something, you just have to keep going, and nothing will, will stop you from getting to where you want to be. And did you spend so much time on your work when you were a teenager? And even now, how many hours, like, average do you spend on your work each day? As a teenager, absolutely not. All I did was listen to music and read books. <laughs> but now... Um, as an adult, I spend a lot of time working, um, not just in the office, but also when I come home. It's really my time, you know, obviously I want to spend time with my husband and, and, and to be able to do things outside of work, but I spend a lot of time thinking about my next day, what are the challenges that I'm going to face, what are the things that I need to do better, how can I help my team members become better, because for me, the success of my team is my success, so I have to make sure that each and every one of them is successful. So I spend a lot of time thinking about, strategizing about how do I help them to make sure that they're successful. And do you think class? Your experience as a part of another person's team help you with your own team? Absolutely. I mean, like I said, everybody um, can teach you something. You learn something from everybody. So understanding what other teams do um, is, is very helpful to, to help not only myself grow, but my team grow, and also to build that collaboration because at the end of the day, we all have to work together as one team to make sure the company is successful. So working across teams is super important for us. And outside of work, what are some of your hobbies? Let's see. So on a day like this, I love to go biking. One of my favorite things is to bike um, from Huntington Beach to Newport and back. Um, it's, it takes about five or six hours, but um, it's, it's riding my bike by the beach and seeing the water. So that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, I love going to the movies. Um, I love hanging out with friends. I have a lot of friends that I like to see every weekend. Um, and whenever I have downtime and the weather isn't that good, then I love to read. Um, and what, are, what do you think are your plans in five years? Do you think you'll still be in CIO in the Hannes company or another company? That's a good question. Um, I don't know if I'll be at the Honest Company um, because the company probably will be uh, either bought out or sold um, because of just how it, it is. And I don't think I'll be there for five years, but what I'd like to do is I'd like to expand my footprint in the world of mentorship. I'd love to be on a board of directors for companies. Um, so things that I can do outside of work that's really where my passion is right now because I've been a CIO for so long. Um, I, I think I'm at a point where I need to do something different now. And if 
you could give a piece of advice to who you are 20 years ago, what do you think it would be? To myself? Yeah. I think I would tell myself to take it easy, not stress out so much. Um, not everything has to be perfect um, and to just keep pushing and also to not try and figure everything else on your own because one of the things that I encourage my team to do is to use resources if you don't know something don't spend hours and hours trying to figure something out go talk to people go talk to somebody that's already done this and use their experience and knowledge to to make a decision and help you with your problem because that in my mind that would be more efficient so I think if I could tell myself 20 years ago to maybe talk to different people to gain that experience and not just sit there and you know try to figure it out on your own. Do you think there's a time when you trying to be perfect actually didn't work out as well as you think it would and it actually like worked and it didn't like it backfired and do you, do you think there's a time? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's been times where I, I think things had to work a certain way and things had to be perfect, but that's not the real world, right? Things happen. Um, there, there was an example where I had to finish a project by a certain timeline, and um, I was stressing out very much because I knew I didn't have enough time to do it. And, and the reason was that I lost sight of trying to get creative um, and I was just trying to accomplish those certain things that I had in my mind. And then I realized um, after a while that maybe I just need to take a step back and maybe there's a better way of doing something. I don't have to be perfect, but maybe just doing some of it would be good enough. So I learned that the hard way. When do you think you learned that? Is it, be, is it the project or... Yeah, it was a particular project that I had never done before. I didn't know how to do it. I was just given a deadline, and I was told, get it done by Monday. And I had no guidelines. I had no frame of reference. Um, and the only thing I knew that I'm glad I did was I just reached out to all the people that I knew that could help me, and I relied on them to help me through this project. Okay. Thank you, Sherry. And uh, have a Merry Christmas in advance.